Okay, here we go. Episode two. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode yet, so just bear with me. But anyways, thank you guys so much for the support of episode one. That was crazy. Um, I put it on Casto. I put it on Spotify. YouTube. I created a YouTube channel. I got a lot of support. A lot of people reached out to me. I got... I got critiques too, which I really appreciate, but overall, like, I can't believe I did it. Honest to God, I cannot believe I finally sat down last Thursday, September 10th, 2020, and recorded Jeffrey Epstein's favorite podcast, episode one of the Julia Lavinia podcast. Bruh, like, when I tell you, I'm so glad I did it, because this whole week I've been thinking about it. it. I was so anxious, I was so nervous, I was so excited. And it made me feel so good just to talk into a microphone or into my headphones or whatever. And even though I didn't really talk about anything because it was just an intro episode, bro, I need to stop saying bro, but <laughs> it felt really good. If I don't know, it felt like cathartic or something. And I'm really excited about the future of this. I've only said that 10,000 fucking times on this, on this platform, on Instagram, in person, on FaceTime, on the phone via text message, on every fucking platform, any way of communication, I've said I'm so excited so many times, because I truly am, I truly feel like this is what I should be doing right now, and thank you guys so much for the support, and all the text message, text messages, DMs, phone calls, and whatnot, of like congratulating me on starting this, like finally starting this, and it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy, it's really crazy, because I think I got overall on all the platforms, over 200 downloads, and I was not expecting that. I was expecting, like, five, okay? That, that, that is the key to life, is having low expectations or no expectations. Because then you always outdo yourself and you always get really excited. Because before, back in the day, and this is why I'm so glad I started my podcast now, you know, being my new self. Like, I had all these high expectations. Like, if it's not perfect, I don't want it. And, oh, my God, that's a stressful way to live. That's a terrible way to live because you're always disappointed. You're always being kicked around and shit because your expectations are just so crazy and you can never hit your goals. But anyways, focusing on thanking everyone and just recapping last week, I'm just really, like, this is really good. And I feel really confident about doing this. and, And, yeah, I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. And this is really, you know... I don't want to say exciting, but exciting. And I really appreciate people giving me critiques. A lot of people were like, you know, Julia, I feel like you should have music in the background and stuff like that. And if you want intro and outro music, got to put it in there. Don't tell people to go YouTube something before, you know, playing this podcast at the beginning and at the beginning and at the end of the podcast. You know, which I get, but at the same time, I have to figure that that out. It's all copyright and. What song I like. So music will probably be coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to do it for this episode because I don't want to rush it. I want to choose the right song and has the right vibe and energy, energia for this podcast. Also, um, a lot of people were saying that they wished it was a little bit more organized. And I get it. But at the same time, yesterday, last week, not yesterday, last week, I just wanted to, you know, go. I didn't want to overthink. I didn't want to take notes. I just wanted to speak what's on my mind, introduce myself, and just go. But this week, I have a I have a journal. 
um, Yo-Yo, actually, my, my best friend who's from Romania, um, for my birthday or Christmas gift, I forget, but it's like my birthday is right near Christmas, so I guess both. Um, she got me a really beautiful, beautiful journal from Romania, and I'm using that. So, yeah, I have everything that I want to talk about today listed out. I took some bullet notes, so it's going to be way, 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 way more organized. So thank you for that. Anyways, um, I would really appreciate it if you guys followed me on Instagram. My new Instagram it is Julia Lavinia with four A's at the end. That is J U L I A L A V I N I A A A A. I think I said four A's. Hopefully, I did. And also, go subscribe to my YouTube page, the Julia Lavinia um, podcast. And make sure, even if you just listen to this podcast on one platform like Spotify, go on all the platforms and uh, like it, subscribe to it, comment on it, rate it on all the platforms. I would really appreciate that as well. And I know a lot of people have been wanting to give me shout outs, but I'm just, I'm not ready for that. I really appreciate, you know, people offering or people doing that. But right now, I just want to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, fuck. There's a bug. Shit. Oh, motherfucker. No, 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 no. Sorry about that. Oh, it's one of those really creepy, like, centipede-looking things. Oh, that's gross. Oh, my God. Ugh. Sorry about that. It just got loud. Oh, my God. That was, like, right next to my fucking computer. Ugh. Ew. It's dead, though. Okay. Sorry. Anyways, going back to the shout-outs, I really, I really do appreciate that. Um, you don't have to do that. You know, it's really nice, but I just want to kind of build my new Instagram and this podcast kind of by myself for right now and from scratch. Um, yeah, I just want to find, I want people, uh, okay, how do I say this? How do I say this without saying like an ass or annoying? <laughs> To the usual self. How do I say this without sounding like the usual self? <laughs> but I want to find people organically and people that who are kind of in the same situation as me or can relate to me and that are look, looking for, you know, like an outlet or like a break from, I guess, reality, you know, just to hear someone, someone that they don't know, but someone they can relate to, if that makes sense. I just kind of want to build my audience organically. There's a reason why I didn't promote my new podcast on my old Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Because the people I were I was following, the people that are following me, I didn't feel that type of connection that we were on the same page. Because right now I'm really in a new space in my life and I want to share it with like-minded people. People that are seeking me out instead of me trying to seek them and beg them to listen to my shit and to follow me and to like my shit or whatever. So once I get this established, I get more consistent with it and I get better, for sure. I would definitely appreciate the shout outs. But right now, I don't want to get tied down and I don't want to put myself in this position. I don't know where I, I don't want to say give up on this, but where I, I just don't feel like it's worth it anymore. I just want to kind of build it for myself right now to see where it goes. And, but anyways, I really do thank, thank you to everyone that has offered. That's really kind of you. However, however, the person I should have told this to, but I didn't think was going to uh, promote it as much as she did, was actually my mom. 
So basically, my mom's been telling Tom, Dick, Harry, Susan, uh, Cassandra, uh, Barney, I, I don't know. She's been telling every motherfucking person she pretty much knows to, to listen to this. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. So she's been telling my father. And with my dad, which is interesting... Yeah, I, I, don't see, I don't see my dad listening to this podcast, but if he is, hi, Dad. You know, I can just see how the conversation's going. You know, this is my mom. Pat, you, you need to watch... Julia started a podcast. I really, I really need you to listen to it, to like it on YouTube. We need to support her. She's really good. It's really good. I, I see a future. She, she's, she talks better. She's more confident. She's, she's not so emo like high school, you know? My father, you know, responding like, Am I paying for that? Does that mean I, I, I must golf time? <gasps> you know, because my dad's a boomer, you know. My dad was born in 1964. You know, he's one of the last uh, boomers born, whatever, because that's the cutoff is 1964. So, you know, his parenting style is very much so, I'll guide you kind of, but you got to figure out for yourself, you know. I'll support you, but emotionally, I'm not really sure about that. That's not going to happen, which is okay, and I respect that. And, you know, I kind of go to my mom for more emotional support, which is nice because, you know, she's more of emotional, but she's, she's Sicilian. So this, you know, this woman, when I say, say emotional, God damn it, she's very in tune with her emotions, to say the least. Yeah, but my father listening to this, I was kind of like, Mom, you suggested this to dad. Like, what? Huh? My like, you know, huh, dad? But, you know, he's a boomer. And if it's not interfering with his tea time or his golf money or his TV time, you know, it's all good. It's all good. I, I know he'll support me and he'll love this. Because I, I told my parents this summer I cannot do a 9-to-5 job. And I was shocked. You know, I was shocked with my father's response. You know, he was like, you know, because he's always been like, you know, you got to get a job. You got to get health insurance. You got to be independent. After college, I'm not giving you a dime of any a penny. I'm not even giving you a fucking penny. You're moving out of the house. If you, if you want to live with us, you got to pay rent type of shit. You know, my dad's always been, he, 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 the way he parents is really based off of how he was raised by his parents, who are also boomers. So that's a, you know, you know they're all Irish Polish American, so that's enough of an image for right now to give about that whole situation. So when he told me, and over the summer that he was like, you know, Julie, I, don't get a corporate job. You know, try to figure out, be an entrepreneur, figure it out, do it. I was shocked. I was really shocked because I've never gotten that message before. Because my dad's always been the type of guy you do what you're supposed to do. You go to church on Sunday. You work. You know, Friday, uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, you watch TV, that is what it is. You know, he's very much so a routine person. But also that same night he told me, like, I would support you if you don't get a 9 to 5, he was drunk as fuck, and he did tell me that he thought Kobe could have been president. It was a very, it was a long night. We were watching the Michael Jordan documentary as a family, me, my mom, and my dad, my brother wasn't there. My brother doesn't live, live with us anymore because he's, he's grown. But, you know, 
So my dad apparently is listening to this platform. My brother told my mom he would, so shout out to my brother if he's listening to this. I will definitely be calling you for help with technology because I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Last week, I don't know how the hell I got this up on Casto and Spotify and YouTube. I was just, you know, just trying to figure out clicking every button and yeah. But anyways, my mom, she was, so she told my father, she told my brother, she told my uncle, she told my, I don't want to say my aunt, because I, I, she, even though she is my aunt, I met her when I was like 15, 16. I just call her Jen. Jen, and shout out to Jen. I haven't seen her in a while, but you know, she's expecting a baby soon. I haven't been able to say congratulations. So congratulations, Jen. And also thank you for listening to this. Um, I'm really excited about having a new cousin. Even though I wanted a cousin fucking 18 years ago, I'm still happy and I can't wait to meet the baby. So congratulations. And then Friday night, I was hanging out with friends. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, shit got real. I got this text from my nana. And when I tell you, I almost shot my phone. And I was like, huh? She said, hi, comma, saw your podcast. Go girl. What a surprise. Good job. Proud of your progress. Good luck on your new venture. Love you. Baji. When I tell you out of all people in my life, I would, I would, I don't know why. I never thought my nonna would want to listen to this, you know? Because, like, she doesn't have Spotify. She probably thinks Spotify is a laundry detergent, you know? Try to get the spots out of your clothing. And, but she does, she does, she loves YouTube. She loves looking up Italian and Sicilian shit on YouTube. And she always tells me about little interviews that she watches on YouTube. And she does love her Netflix. But apparently my mom shared this with my nana. And if you don't remember or recall, in my last podcast, I swore like every other word. I'm trying to do better this podcast because I know my viewership now. Hi, nana. <laughs> um, and I even talked about being suicidal in March. And usually, you know, when I'm with my nana, we talk about stuff. We talk about, you know, pop culture. And she tells me that everything is stupid. And that every celebrity is stupid. And they make no sense and they're all attention seekers, you know. And my nana knows how to rant. My nana, she knows how to roast and rant. And she knows how to, you know, go for the kill. But this is the most non-nana, yet the most nana text message that I've ever gotten from her in my life. Hi, saw your podcast. Go girl. I've never heard her say go girl. Never heard her say that. I've heard her say go kick go kick some butts. Not butt, go kick some butts. I'm like, no, no, it's go kick butt. She's like, no, it's butts because there's multiple butts you gotta kick. And I was like, okay, clever. I, I see I see your point, but it's butt. She says, go girl. And then this is the most nana compliment. I've ever received in my life. What a surprise. Good job. 
bruh. Because, you know, when it comes to the women in my family, particularly my mom's family, the way we give compliments. And one time this guy pointed this out to me a couple of years ago. He's like, Julia, you're, you're a way of giving a compliment. It's like a compliment with an insult. I'm like, huh? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? He's like, yeah, when, when you give me a compliment, you start off with, with a compliment, something positive, and then you, and you tie it with something kind of negative. And I don't really fuck with that. And I was like, oh, like, do you have an example? You know, me being like, you know, the only thing I've been... The only thing I'm exposed to is those types of compliments. So I'm like, isn't that a normal compliment? You know? Having a compliment with an insult. He'd be like, yeah, something you'll say to me is like, wow, you look really good today. The other day you looked like shit, but like, because the outfit would look terrible. But today, like, you really pulled it together. Finally. You finally did it. And when you, someone, you know, you hear that back and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of does sound fucked up. Anyways, that's what... It's been passed down from generation to generation in my family. You know, my nana does it. Prime example. I remember I was wearing this, like, um, I guess, like, forest, but not forest green, kind of lighter and brighter green sweatshirt, zip-up hoodie or whatever, at my nana's house. And all of a sudden, she walks up to me. She's like, oh, my God, Julia, you look so beautiful. You look so beautiful. You look so beautiful. But that sweatshirt does make you look like Kermit the Frog. Okay? It's not your color, but you still look beautiful, okay? You still look beautiful, but not your color. I don't think you should wear that out. It's okay with around the house, but you look beautiful. <laughs> it's like, huh? Like, how am I supposed to feel? Like, good? that I look beautiful today, but bad because I don't know how to fucking dress? Like, huh? But, you know, I love my nana. I love my nana so much. She means the world to me. We have a great relationship. And... You know, her birthday was the other day, so happy birthday to her. She's now 78 years old. I wasn't able to call her because I've been really busy the last couple of days running around trying to get finished schoolwork, and I want to be able to have a nice conversation with her. But happy birthday, Nana. I love you so much, and thank you for listening. And, you know, on that note, that same night, and I kind of want to talk about this because I've been talking about this with a lot of people, is... Being toxic is a drug. I truly believe being toxic is a drug. And I used to love that drug. I used to love, you know, you know, to just put myself down, put myself in situations where I know I was going to fuck up. Because I'd be like, ha ha, like you fucking loser, Julia. You, once again, you're an idiot. Once again, you fuck up. I used to love, you know, getting pissed drunk and do stupid shit just so I could be the clown, and I would be like, yeah, you know, and I would, you know, it re- being toxic is really a drug, in the moment, it's so much fun, you're making other people laugh, you're, your biggest insecurities, you're making fun of, but at the, in- the same time, inside, you're kind of crying, because you're like, fuck, this is how I truly feel about myself, you know, I'd be like, ah, I'm a fat slob, <laughs> but inside, I'm like, oh my god, like, I, ugh, I need to get a healthier life, so this is bad, like, this is not good. I'm, I'm too short and I'm too young to be this heavy. Like, what the hell's going on? But on the outside, I'm like, ha, 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 I'm the fat clown. Da, 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 da. And when you get off of that drug of being toxic, you feel like shit. You're like, why did I do this to myself again? Why am I attracted to these 
negative experiences, these negative people. Why do I keep on doing this to myself? I hate this. I really fucking hate this. This doesn't make me feel good. This doesn't make me want to do anything. It just makes me feel regretful and shameful and just like, oh my God, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm this, I'm this pathetic. You know, it, it, it's just, and I kind of had a taste of this last week. And I'm not going to get too much into the story because I don't think it's that interesting. I don't think that's that relevant. But I'm really proud of myself for recognizing the situation, recognizing the mindset, and moving on. So basically, um, a guy hit me up last week. And he's like, I want to hang out, want to hang out. And this guy, he's been hitting me up, I think, since the beginning of school. And I was like, okay. And I've always kind of made excuses. Like, oh, I'm hanging out with friends. Oh, it's raining. It'd be like a drop of rain. Oh, I can't, oh eh, it's raining. I, I can't come and see you. It's raining. Sorry. And, you know, so Thursday I was really fucking bored. I had nothing to do. I finished all my schoolwork. I cleaned my room. I brushed my teeth. I washed my face, you know. Like, I have nothing to do. And I'm like, you know what? I need some entertainment. Like, this could be either really good, go really well, or just be a fucking shit show and be a nice laugh for later. Anyways, so I met with this guy. He was really nice. He was a lot more chill and cool than I thought he would be. And the first night, it was cool. It was whatever. I was kind of like, okay. I was kind of impressed. And then the next night, we hung out again. Um, and he was respectful. Same thing, respectful, nice, whatever, cool. And, you know, we didn't do anything past making out because it just didn't feel right. And I'm just like, no, uh, I don't want to be wasting my energy with people that I don't really... You know, I just don't see anything with. I, I, right now, I'm not about wasting my time, you know. And the next day after Friday night of hanging out with him, I felt really terrible. I felt, my spirit felt low. And I had to have a reality check. With myself. I had to talk to myself and be like, Julia, okay, why are you feeling this? Thursday after. The whole day of Thursday, you felt good. You felt good. Then on Friday, you felt, eh. And now today, you feel like shit. And everything seems a little bit harder to do. What's going on? And I realized that I'm not going to waste my time with people that don't make me feel good or that I don't want to spend time with. You know, he was a nice person. He was really cool. We had a cool conversation. He introduced me to a great new show, Queen of the South. I really like that show now. Shout out to Christine. Um, and, yeah, like, it, it was nothing wrong with him per se. It was just that I'm not in that headspace right now. And if, if I were to if I were to have met this guy eight months ago, I would probably force myself to see this guy again. Be like, no, you need to be in a relationship. Go. You need to do this. Go. And right now, I'm really trying to listen to my body, listen to my spirit, to see what I need and what I want. Because you know how they say you are what you eat? You are who you put, yourself, who you put around yourself. I think that's really important. And I was just really proud of myself for being able to reflect and to see the problem, address the problem straight on, and be like, no, this is not for me. I'm not, I'm not 
in this headspace right now to be um, engaging with this person. And that's okay. You know, I don't owe him anything. He doesn't owe me anything. He was a really nice person, um, a gentleman, etc. All the disclaimers you need. But I think that's really important. I think that's, I think it's really important to see the toxic shit in your life, your toxic actions, your toxic routines, your toxic ways. Because the old Julia would have been like, no, bitch, you're going back. You're going to hang out with him again. You're going to hang out with him again, again, again. And I'm like, I, I no, like, this is just, it, it didn't, like, I want I'm gonna, the last disclaimer, nice guy, like, you know, whatever. But it's just not meant for me. And that's okay. And sometimes you have to figure that out. You have to take chances and risks. Mind you, I've never met this person before. Um, we don't run in the same circles. Uh, so I took a risk on meeting him. And, you know, it was it was what it, it is what it was. And that's okay. And I'm... And I just feel like that shows a lot of growth. And I don't want to be like a narcissist up here like, okay, I'm growing. Da, 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 da. No, I have bad days too, okay? And I fuck up and I, I still do some toxic shit. But I'm getting better. I'm trying to see the patterns and to move on. And, yeah, I just don't feel like uh, right now I want to be wasting my time with just anyone. Because that takes up time. That takes up energy. That's exhausting. Being with myself sometimes is exhausting. Can you imagine me with another fucking person? So I think that's really important to just check in with yourself and to just be like, am I happy? Like, is this, is this what I want? Or am I just doing this for the shits and giggles? And just to be able to tell someone a funny fucking story, you know? Or be able to say something like, oh, what did you do this weekend? Well, girl. No, like, I'm just not, I used to want to do that. I used to want to always be telling these shitty little stories of me, like how, how my life is going wrong or how... Um, shit has gone from bad to worse and no more like I don't want to do that like to always be the butt of the choke to always be the fucking jackass running around with a chicken with a what's what's the saying a chicken without its head like no I want to be happy I want to live sane yeah I want to do exciting stuff I'm a Sagittarius I'm I'm, you know I'm an optimist shout out to Nicki Minaj Um, I'm an optimist I love adventure I love trying new things and being spontaneous spontaneous but at the same time, God damn it! like, uh, you can't always push yourself, you know, you can't always push yourself to do things that sometimes it's just not in your wheelhouse, you know, if you're just not feeling it, if I'm having a low day or I have a lot of shit to do, I'm not going to force myself to hang out with people, no more of that, this year I'm really about doing things for myself, being with myself, getting to know myself better. I can't distract myself any longer. You know, I feel like sometimes when I hang out with people or too many people all the time, it's a distraction of who I am. And I want to, I want to, you know, imp- kind of impress people and I want people to like me and stuff like that. But no longer, I want to like myself. I want to love myself and be comfortable with myself. And I no longer want to be fucking toxic, okay? <sighs> That's my little rant about toxicity and where I'm at right now and how I want to do things and be happy on my terms and no that's not being fucking selfish no 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 that's self-care there's a fucking difference because when you're around toxic people and you're doing toxic things what the fuck do you think is going to happen you think you're going to be happy no you're not ask Julia Lavinia from March she'll tell you no no fucking way anyways on the on the same note of being toxic 
Let's talk about politics. And last week, I the only rant I went on was my rant about politics and how I fucking hate politics now and I have no hope and, you know, I think we're screwed either way. You know, I hate Trump, but I also hate Biden. Biden is problematic too, assholes, okay? Vote blue no matter who, people. He is fucking toxic as well. Okay, he was pro all those fucking wars, the Iraq war. He was um, pro the war on drugs. He he lied. He's lied throughout his whole entire career. Has sold, has stolen speeches from other politicians worldwide. And he's been blatant in interviews when he was younger, saying that he wants to get all the corporate money in the world. Okay, so and and he was pro the war on drugs. I already said that, but. Um, uh, the 94 crime bill, okay, he's a terrible fucking candidate, he really is, he was pro-segregationist um, and stuff like that, he's a terrible fucking candidate with one of the worst democratic records, okay, that is fact, and I know a lot of people on Twitter, whenever you say this, those SJW people will attack you with a fucking torch, and they'll beat the shit out of you, but that is reality, That that is reality, okay, and I kind of want to talk about the Andrew Gillum story. Okay, and if you don't know Andrew Gillum, he was the mayor of Tallahassee, and he tried to run um, for governor of Florida a couple of years back, and he lost, but a lot of people blamed that on voter suppression. I don't know. I'm not from Florida. I'm not really involved with Flor- Floridian politics. But in March, according to this is all according to Wikipedia, this is a quote, in March 2020, the Tallahassee Democrat reported that Gillum was one of three men, one of whom was suffering from a drug overdose. <gasps> Politicians do drugs? Not surprised. Who were found with, quote, plastic baggies of suspected crystal meth <gasps> in a hotel room in Miami Beach. Side note, I fucking love Miami. However, no arrests were made. I wonder why. Maybe because he's a politician and has connections. The people who overdose has been reported by numerous outlets as gay male escorts. What? What? Politicians are in the closet and they have wives as fronts, as beards, and then they fuck guys and escorts on the side? No way. I've never heard of this shit before. Initially, Gillen was too inebriated to speak with the officers. On March 16th, Gillum stated that he would enter rehabilitation, citing struggles with alcohol after nearly losing the 2008 Florida um, yeah, election race, whatever. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers are out with him because addiction, that's a real disease. That's really sad. You know, you see crystal meth and stuff like that. And we, we know when he said, I'm going to rehab for alcohol, bro, come on now. We know it's for the crystal meth. It is what it is. Maybe it's alcohol too. Maybe it's for mixing it. I don't know. I never tried that. I never tried mixing those two drugs before. And basically, he was on the Tamron Hall show earlier this week. And, you know, I wasn't able to see the full interview because the Tamron Hall show YouTube page didn't upload it. I don't have regular TV. They only... like this This is why these networks are failing. Okay? They only uploaded the after show. Okay? To the YouTube or to her YouTube channel. It's like what? No one cares about what your producers have to say about the situation. I want to hear the fucking interview. Like, huh? Like, no one cares. 
No one cares about the after show opinions. I want to hear the real shit. But anyways, so basically in this interview with Tamron Hall, I've seen clips, he comes out as bisexual, okay? As bisexual. And I'm just going to say this here, that is a fucking lie. Clearly, this man is a gay man. And people are like, Julia, that's homophobic. How dare you question his sexuality? I have no problem. I love the LGBTQ community. I've had... Um, I've supported them for years, ever since I was a kid, okay? I still support them to this day, and I will continue to support the LGBTQ community. Some of the best people I know are in that fucking community. But this is what it is, okay, people? This is politics. This is theatrics. None of this shit is real. He clearly, clearly still wants a political future because he did this interview with Tamron Hall. Clearly. And we're going to address that further in a little bit. And politicians have agreements with their wives all the fucking time. This is not new. Anna Ferris was in a movie about this. In, in this movie I'm looking at right now, I don't have a producer, so sorry for the little bit of the delay, but Anna Ferris was in a movie about this, okay? A little, it was a section about it. In this movie, um, Chris Evans is her, like, love interest and stuff like that, and she... She realized she's, she's been sleeping around with too many men and she needs to stop sleeping. It's called What's Your Number? I actually, this is actually a cute movie. Um, she realized she slept with a lot of men and she's trying to go back in her past to see, to see if there's any sparks or she's going to sleep with another man, if that makes sense. She wants to keep the number where it's at. And she goes to D.C. to meet with her ex. When she's there, the ex says, you know what, Anna? I'm actually gay, but we'll be a great um, power couple. We can be a great power couple. We can be together and on the front, but I can fuck dudes on the side. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't really give a shit, but together we can work together. Together we can be this. We can get to the White House, Anna. Her name's Diana on, on the movie, but whatever her name is in the movie. And this is not surprising. A report a couple months ago came out that Lindsey Graham was gay and that the, apparently all the gigolos in the D.C. area, call him Lady G. That's why every time Lindsey Graham says something on Twitter, Lady G, tre- Lady G trends, because that's what he wants to be called by the prostitutes. So this doesn't shock me. I'll be like, he's bisexual. This is historic. A politician is bisexual. Who cares? Who? Clearly him and his wife have an agreement. Clearly. And his wife, she looked beautiful. They picked a bright fuchsia dress with a fuchsia lip and she had this cute bob. I would have said the eyebrows should be a little bit thicker, but the muse, the makeup and the outfit looked, she looked good. She looked hot. And we've heard about a similar story to this before with one of Hillary's advisors, or Hillary Clinton's advisors or friends. Apparently one night, um, a couple of gay prostitutes were found dead over an overdose in Hillary's friend's advisor. I forget his name his apartment and you're like clearly this guy's gay but then the guy came out and said no no these I was looking after these boys see I saw them they looked fucked up and I brought them back to my um my condo to take care of them and they died um oh bullshit clearly you entice these prostitutes gigolos whatever with drugs because you wanted you know, to be with them sexually. Come on now. This is politics. Politicians 
are into a lot of weird shit, okay? Clearly, I think someone wanted to get back at Andrew for something. Because this is not surprising. Celebrities and politicians are into weird shit. Cough, cough, Jeffrey Epstein, cough, cough. Blaine Maxwell, cough, cough, okay? This is not new, who cares? And when this interview came out, all these motherfuckers on Twitter were like, oh my God, he's, oh, he's bisexual, he's bisexual, yes, yes, he's coming out, yes. It's like, huh? But that's your main takeaway, is that he's bi? He deadass cheated on his wife, who I think they have like two or three kids with, and publicly humiliated her. And you were praising him for being bi because he had alleged sex with prostitutes, three, uh, I think two or three other male gigolo prostitutes, whatever the fuck you call them. This is what we praise now in 2020 on Twitter, that he's bi and he humiliated his wife. And clearly their, um, the truth of their relationship got exposed. And he, clearly he's on a Tamron Hall show to cover this shit up. Come on. On now, people. Like this is what I'm just like. I hate Twitter. I need to. Lo- I, I I shut. I uh, close out Twitter on my web browser because it's just like you feed public fucking people are so fucking stupid and so are into live. Um, sorry, I can't talk right now. I need some water. You are so into image and fucking labels. You know, people praise people on Twitter for putting their pronouns in their bios. Like, please, people, grow the fuck up. There's. Huh? Like, what? He cheated on his wife and we're praising him for being fucking bi? Which is also probably another fucking lie because he's probably gay and that's okay. But he wants a political future. And he even said that because Tamron Hall said, asked him in another clip, like, do you want to, do you want to run for something again? And this motherfucker, you know, clearly a Democrat type of answer is blame the right, okay? And I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I'm a humanist, I'm an independent. And I think left-wing, right-wing, it's the same fucking bird, it's all corrupt, they're all stupid. And they're all, you know, they're all puppets. That's what I feel, okay? Before people are like, are you a Republican? No, I'm not a Trump supporter either, I just hate them all. I have mutual hate for everyone because they're all fucking frauds. But anyways... So Tamron Hall's like, do you, like, do you want like a political future? Like, what's going on? Um, clearly, he does because he's on, he's being interviewed by you. But, and he goes, well, yes, I, I, I do. If I put my mind to do it, I can do anything. He says something like that. It's like, okay, okay, narcissist. If I can put my mind to do, I can do anything. Okay, see little manifestation tapes. Okay. And you know, then he's like, well, look at look, Donald Trump. He, he's the president of the United States, and. What? So basically, he compares his chances of him running for anything to Donald Trump. Mind you, Donald Trump is a petty con man that has no fucking shame, who will deadass throw his children to to wolves for a buck, okay? Like, he has no shame. Comparing yourself to Trump, Trump is a different motherfucking animal. He's a different animal. And you mind you, do you think, honestly, people that are still homophobic, that have their, you know, quote-unquote, like, Christian values and stuff like that, will support you? It's, a di- it's different. It's different than Trump. Trump literally came into the Republican Party and dismantled everyone and said, 
and, and made a fool out of Jeb Bush and his whole fucking family and said, these guys are assholes. These guys are frauds. You, you, you think you have that much confidence and that much pettiness and, and no shame to do what Trump did? Trump, that's why Trump won. It's because he called out a lot of the bullshit of the establishment. And a lot of people are sick of the establishment because we all know it's bullshit. We all know. Majority of this pe- the people in this country know that it's bullshit. Okay? And then he's like, you know, Andrew goes on, he goes, you know, there's other people on the other side that do things that actually hurt people and, you know, that they're proudly serving. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I get what you're trying to go with your point, but at the same time, I'm so sick of Democrats always comparing themselves to fucking Republicans. Just answer the goddamn question straight on. Stop spinning. Stop always spinning. Stop always, you know, fetishizing losing and being losers, okay? Stop it. Just stop. Stop virtue signaling, okay? Just stop. That technique has not fucking worked. People don't care that publicly you support, you know, different causes. They want policies, they want you to call out the bullshit of the establishment. That's what people want, okay? I'm so sick of where, where people thinking, or these politicians thinking that they're, they're becoming cultural icons or cultural celebrities. Shut the fuck up. Your job is supposed to help us. Stop wanting to be on Jimmy Fallon and fucking Ellen DeGeneres' show. Stop it. Do your fucking job. Stop. It's just so fucking annoying. I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm so tired of the theatrics and, and how like these uh, fucking politicians are becoming fucking celebrities and people just praising them on Twitter. It's just like, grow up, people. They're supposed to be working for us. We're not supposed to be working for them. Stop it. It's annoying. And if that's what you're doing all tw- day is just looking up political shit. Oh, I feel bad for you, bro. I really do. You have no life. Life is more than politics because politics is going to give us nothing. Only you can give you something in this life. Get it from me. Politics is depressing because you soon to realize when there's a little spark of hope, God damn it, the establishment just smashes that hope instantly. That They put out that little spark real motherfucking quick, okay? Because I'm a huge Bernie guy. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a Bernie 2020 sweatshirt right now, okay? I, I'm I'm pro giving people health insurance. I'm pro not having big money in politics. Okay, I am. I do believe in that. I'm a humanist. I believe people should have a decent fucking life. We should be helping people. There's a lot of people that are struggling right now in this country. A lot of fucking people, and it's sad. And the wealth gap is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's getting scary. Okay, people are working three jobs minimum wage. I live in Pennsylvania right now. Guess how much the minimum wage is? It's $7.25. That's pathetic. That is really fucking pathetic. The cost of living is high in this area. It really is. Like, I remember last year when I used to, like, Uber places a lot and stuff like that on the weekends. And these random kids are like, Ubers here are so cheap. They're so cheap. No, they're not. They're expensive. To go two miles, it's like ten dollars. Are you fucking? Are you fucking with me right now? Like, where the fuck are you from? Where this is cheap? It's expensive to live in this area. It's expensive. So there's a lot of people struggling. Politics is fake, and I don't know. 
<sighs> but on that note, I am so pro Joe Rogan moderating a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Can you imagine that? Like, I would actually listen to that debate. I was listening to some of the debates last year, and it was just like the same old bullshit with the Democrats. Nothing about policy. It's all about just talking about people's records, talking about how people are all, the, they want to work on social change and, you know, decriminalizing marijuana and all this shit. It's just like, you know, but you could just tell all these politicians are saying that because they want to be down with the people on Twitter, you know? And I just did not like the debates. I just thought they were poor, poorly done. It's just like only only in the United States of America we spend billions of dollars on elections and it's treated like a Hollywood show. You know, who the fuck has a, de- a debate in the fucking arena with people cheering? Like, that's weird. That's really weird. This is not a soccer game or a basketball game. You know what I'm saying? It's not Lakers versus Celtics, okay? It's uh, one political leader against another. Why are we treating this like sports? That's weird to me. Like I don't get it. Like we, so all this money we could be do, putting to end homelessness, putting to help clean the water in Flint, Michigan, so we stop poisoning those poor, poor fucking people. You know, but that's just my viewpoint on that. But anyways, I would so be down for Joe Rogan to moderate the debate. I love Joe. I love his podcast. I've been listening for over a year now. Oh my God, he's introduced me to such great people like Tim Dillon, who's my favorite comedian out, now, out right now, my favorite podcaster out right now. And yeah, I love Joe. Joe, even though he's bald, he has the tats, he's into the fighting, he's into the hunting. And some people might say, oh, okay, he looks a little Trumpy-esque. He looks a little Republican. He's actually a liberal. He's pro-health insurance. He endorsed Bernie. He likes Bernie. You know, he blocked a lot of candidates coming on his show because he knew they were full of BS. BS. He's against neoliberalism, okay? He's my type of guy. I like Joe. Also, I think he's kind of hot, too. That helps. He's straight to the point. He's not straight to the point. He's not biased. He doesn't have a foot in this race, a horse in this race, whatever the saying is. And I feel like this would be good. It's not... I feel like it would just get to the point. We'd really actually talk about policy and we would truly see... If these politicians can sink or swim. Because politicians know how to bullshit because they know the people that moderate the debates. All the people in the media know the people in politics and they've hung out with each other. And there's a, like, there's a lot of respect. And usually they work with the same people, a.k.a. the corporations. So they know how to ask questions and the politicians know how to answer to make, them, make themselves look better. Okay, So there's a lot of bias. There's a lot of other shit going on. And, you know, of course, you know, I saw this clip from The View, you know, the girls on The View, you know, Megan McCain, okay, Sunny Hostin, Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg, all those people, and Sarah Haynes. My mom hates Sarah Haynes. And when my mom comes on this podcast, oof, oof, I don't think you're going to be ready for the roast she has of Sarah Haynes, okay, bitch. Sarah Haynes and uh, I think, what's her name, Laura Bush or whatever the... But one of the Bush daughters that's on the Today Show. My mom hates those two bitches. She hates them. Oh, my God. Every time she gets into it, it's so fucking funny. And she'll definitely be ranty about that when I get back in November. But anyway, circling back to The View. None of these bitches know politics. You know, it's been... As I've gone more into politics and I've learned more about 
independent media. It's been clear to me that the view, they get talking points from ABC, and they talk about only what they're supposed to talk about. For example, in the pandemic, the Republicans, I think Trump came out with this uh, um, commercial, you know, uh, shaming Nancy Pelosi for not really doing anything for the pandemic. And instead, she went on James Corden and was showing off her, like, $20,000 refrigerators and this expensive-ass ice cream she was buying instead of helping the people. And it was actually a really, it was a good commercial. It was like, oof, Dems, oof. You're being exposed a little bit by a fucking game show host, a fucking reality TV show star. Come on now, can we, can we pick up the game a little bit? Like, this shouldn't be hard to defeat Trump. Trump's a fucking idiot. He's a con man. He's a product of Hollywood. He should, this, is, this should be easy. But, you know, the left, who loves to fetishize losing and, you know, they're stuck in their neoliberal ways, they can't do shit because no one wants a neoliberal. No one wants that. They just don't. Look at Hillary. Look at Joe Biden. Okay? No one's excited about voting for Joe. I've never heard say, whoa, Joe 2020. Everyone's just saying Joe 2020 because they don't want Trump 2020. Okay? That's it. It's, again, it's like the last of the two evils. It's like, oof, I I love that. Now, I love that saying when the Dems try to say just the lesser two evils. But anyways, on The View, you can clearly tell... Okay, going to the commercial on The View. And basically, when they play the commercial on The View to, you know, to analyze it or whatever, talk about it, they cut off a huge section of the commercial. A lot of people in the comments, I read them, were upset. They're like, clearly you're biased, The View. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you're only showing the parts of the commercial that you want? That's suspect. Like, because everyone can see this commercial. It's not something that only ABC can show. Like, everyone's seen the full commercial on Twitter. So that just shows you that the view is very much so in the pockets of big corporations and stuff like that. It's corporate news. You have to understand, the six largest corporations in this country own the news. Okay? It's only a couple of families that own the news. It's it's not independent. It's all tied in together. So it's very biased and very corrupt in my opinion, and that's why it's important to support shows that are independent, like Kyle Kalinske, Abby Martin, um, Jimmy Tor, all this Kim Iverson, uh, The Hill that's on Oh Rising, which is on The Hill that's on YouTube. That's why it's really important to support them. But anyway, Sunny goes, and she's like. Basically, Whoopi's like, do you trust Joe to moderate this debate? And Sonny is sitting back and, you know, and she's like, no, I, I, no, no, absolutely not. He's a racist and he's transphobic. Huh? Joe, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan, what? And, you know, she goes on to say that, you know, he said the N-word before and... You know, all this stuff. And that apparently he was making fun of some transgender person. I don't really remember. I saw the video a couple days ago. But anyway, she, she was bashing him. And she said, that disqualifies him. That just disqualifies him immediately. Because he's, you know, he's racist and he's transphobic. And mind you, if you're a normal, like, you know, you li- like you're a boomer that's living the Rust Belt. And you're not on podcasts like that. You would believe, that's dangerous. That's so fucking dangerous, the rhetoric that she spewed it. Because Joe is a comedian. He has a podcast. He has a lot of different people with different opinions on his podcast. That's what he's known for. He'll talk to anyone. He'll talk to a fucking shoe. Okay? And you can, 
And anything you say can be taken out of context. The whole M-word thing. Um, you could say Leonardo DiCaprio said the M-word. And you're like, wait, when did he say that? Like, yeah, well, the character he played on um, Django Unleashed, the Jane, whatever, how you say that, he said the M-word. Yeah, he said the N-word because his character was a slave owner. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't appreciate the view. Do I think that's very dangerous. And Joe's a very good guy. He's a liberal. He's a liberal person. And it's clear that neoliberals hate him because he supports Bernie. And he's not bowed out like, like the people on The View, like other celebrities. He's not Alyssa Milano, who's a fucking actress, who's on the show, insatiable, about a girl that was hella fat and got skinny because she was hit in the face and her mouth was wired and she had a she had to have a liquid diet. Okay, she plays a mother on that show and apparently that's that qualifies you t- to go to the Kavanaugh trials, huh? So you know it's clear that the Democrats are corrupt. So are the Republicans. But at least the Republicans are proud about it and they're upfront about it. They're, they're proud about, yeah, we want low taxes for the rich and we want to fuck over the working man. That is what it is. We're pro-billionaire. Democrats are not like that. And it's clear that they want Donald Trump to win because they put out the worst fucking candidate, Joe Biden, who's dead-ass a corpse, okay? He's stuck in his fucking basement. He's not talking to anyone. He's only talking when he wants to talk. And, you know, the other week on Twitter, people were like, a couple of weeks ago, oh, well, he was riding a bike. Dementia what? Riding a bike is, honest to God, one of the easiest techniques in the world. Okay? Children that are three years old learn how to ride a bike. And that just, that proves that he doesn't have dementia because he, he can ride a bike. Like, what? I swear to God, there's so many fucking idiots in this country. And on Twitter, fucking idiot. And they're proud about this. They're tweeting about this. Retweeting the fucking video of him on the bike giving a thumbs up to someone. Clearly he's dementia. He's stuck in the basement. And the Democrats are screwed. It's so clear that they want want Donald Trump to win. Because who the fuck is excited about Joe Biden? And Kamala Harris, a cop. I thought we hated cops. She's locked up so many black and brown people. She was pro, um, what's it called, law and order back in the day. Now that's cool to be, you know, to um, reconstruct the, um, the criminal justice system or whatever, the criminal system. She supports that. Huh? She wanted prisoners in Northern California to be firefighters. You know, so it could be cheap labor for the state. She didn't even win one delegate when she was running. People don't like her. It's clear because people don't like cops. People don't like liars. Her, her track record shows that she's a liar and that she'll do anything for corporate money and stuff like that. It's so fucking clear. It's so clear. And I feel like with this country, we always start off at square zero. We're such fucking idiots. You know, we're like fucking guppies. We don't remember anything. We don't retain any, any information. So we're walking around doing nothing. And it's like she has no, she didn't even win one delegate. Tulsi Gabbard, who I love, dismantled her and exposed her record. She was the only one that did it on the debate. And yeah, so we're screwed and that is what it is. And I, I, tru- I, do, I truly believe Trump's going to win. There's a lot of secret Trumpers out there. There's a lot. Okay? There's a lot. 
And I just, I don't, I don't think people are going to vote for Biden. I just don't. I think a lot of people are going to stay out of this election. I think a lot of people are just like, this is what it is. Life sucks and then we, and we die. There's a lot of nihilists out there. And do I blame them? No, because what has a president done for us instead of, you know, putting us into these unnecessary wars and, you know, all the economic policies benefiting the rich? Like who? What president? What politician? Riddle me that. <sighs> I don't know. This is, I'm, I promise you, next, uh, the whole, I feel like this whole podcast I've been talking about is fucking politics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I talked a little bit about being toxic, then I, extri- I ran right into the most toxic issue, politics. And I'm sorry for that. And I promise next episode I will not. I will try. Well, if there's an interesting story that comes out, Maybe I will. But other than that, probably not. Because it, uh, it's, like, it's just so frustrating. It's, it's more frustrating is the response on Twitter. And I know, I think the majority of people in this country have somewhat of common sense and kind of can see the, uh, between the lines. And not everyone is a little boat blue no matter who huck on Twitter. But still, sometimes seeing those comments, I'm like, huh? Like one time I saw this tweet on Twitter. It's like, this guy saying, I will never forgive how Bernie supporters and people in general treated Hillary. Like, I'll never forget that. I'm like, huh? Okay. Hillary Clinton, that's who we feel bad for? Out of all people in this world, that's who we feel bad for? Come on now. Hillary's doing just fine. Her and Bill are doing just fine. Okay? We don't need to feel bad. And mind you, if, let's say, miraculously, Joe Biden does win... And Kamala Harris is the vice president. We all know who's running the show. It's Hillary. Because Biden's a corpse. Um, Kamala will probably have the most responsibility of any other vice president in history. And her sister, I think her sister's Maya Harris, was a top advisor to Hillary. And that's how Kamala got all the corporate donors is because she got them from Hillary. You see? You see how everything's fucking connected in that sick world of Washington, D.C. Do you see? Okay, people. So Hillary and her people will definitely be calling the shots of what goes on in a Joe Biden presidency. And I want people to remember, right now, Joe looks really fucking out of it. He looks dead. What the fuck is he going to look like in four years? That's what I want to know. What the fuck? Sometimes he falls asleep during interviews. Like, huh? And you, we trust him with the nukes? Like, I don't trust Trump with the nukes, but I don't trust him either. He has dementia. Anyways, I'm going to leave off here, and I'm, I hope this positivity I have for mankind spreads off to you. And, <laughs> you know. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode number two. I still don't know the name of this episode, but stay tuned for that. And I hope everyone has a nice week. And I promise no more political talk. I hate politics. I need to stick to that. I want to talk about other things as well. Anyways, have a nice week, people. Thank you again for listening, if you've made it this far. And yeah, have a nice week. And also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, the Julia Lavinia podcast, on all platforms. Like, comment, subscribe, rate it, do whatever. Follow me on Instagram at uh, Julia Lavinia with four A's. That is J-U-L-I-A-L-A-V-I-N-I-A-A-A-A. And yeah, have a nice week. Thank you so much, everybody.